Hey everyone, I'm Christoph. And I'm Emily. And welcome to our podcast, Till Death Do Your Part. We're so excited to share our journey with you as we navigate through all that life has given us in our marriage. That's right, Em. We know when you get married, you say those famous words, Till Death Do Us Part. But what do you do when life hits you and you realize the easiest part was saying those five words at the altar? Our hope with this podcast is to share useful tips and insights that we've gained along the way, both the good and the bad, to help you face anything head-on in your own marriage. And most importantly, our prayer is that we glorify Jesus along the way because, let's face it, we wouldn't be here today without His guidance. So if you're ready to join us on this journey, hit that subscribe button. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome <laughs> to episode two of the Till Death Do Your Part podcast. Yep. I'm Emily, as usual. And I'm Christoph. Today we are talking about anxiety and depression. I know that's a hard topic for some. Um, trigger warning, there may be some stuff talked about in here like potentially suicide and postpartum depression. So just be aware of that. Just once again, being open and honest, I don't want to talk about this, but and neither do I. But I the feel Lord like we need has to. called us. So. Yes, because this is a big struggle for most people these he days. He says, "Jump." I say, "Where am I jumping to?" How high? <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to start off this episode of the podcast with a scripture um, from Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy thirty-one eight says, "It is the Lord who goes before you; He will be with you." He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. And I think that's a really good scripture whenever we start to talk about depression and anxiety because that's the times where I've felt the most alone in my life and I've thrown God to the side and, and thought that I could figure it out on my own. Almost felt like I was not worthy. Yes. Like, He put me here on this earth. I know that. Um, but... In those times, I, I don't want to be here. So the last person I want to go to is my creator. Which is very hard. Very hard. and is and Especially when you're feeling the, such negative and nasty and ugly feelings. Mm-hmm. Even if it has nothing to do with Jesus, it's hard to like, you know, like when you mess up, it's hard to go to your parents. When you mess up at work, it's hard to go to your boss and be like, you know, I've messed up or yeah, maybe you feel mistake. or you feel like you're messing up because you're having such bad feelings. Yeah. Why don't we just before we get too involved in like how we deal with our depression, why don't we kind of talk about where our depression comes from? Do you want me to go first? Yeah. yeah. So um, ladies first, we'll start with <laughs> my anxiety. I deal with, um, I would say, health anxiety. Um, it's where. I am constantly afraid of getting ill or my children or my husband getting ill and Mm -hmm. it uh, takes over my life. I uh, don't like to go, like I won't even let my child go to Chuck E. Cheese, which is so terrible, (laughs) but the anxiety in me just doesn't allow it because I know how many germs are there. Um, It's caused me to be a germaphobe. I'll take him one day by myself. Yeah. And then I have to deal with the after effects of him being sick. I'm like, yeah, no, babe, no. I promise. We we did not go there. We did not go to Chuck E. Cheese, but yet that's all Jack keeps talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's where my anxiety comes from. It um uh, it overtakes my life. I cannot live a normal life because of it. It's very, very difficult to manage and deal with. Uh Christoph says it's annoying and I give him I permission do. to say that I it's do. annoying because it she is thinks annoying. It, she thinks it's annoying too. Um it's hard to, to be on the other side of that. Uh, because I'd never want to like be like, oh, 
hush, you know, your your feelings are, are stupid. Because, I mean, it it's very irrational. It is so irrational. So for someone who doesn't deal with it, it's very hard to it's deal hard with to and handle. It's hard to contemplate the you, fact that, like, you fear getting sick. Yeah, you like, can't, like, comprehend so, that. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, it's hard for me to comprehend. So just imagine being the other person. Like, like you're just, probably thinking I'm, like, sickness, psychotic. you know? Yeah, I'm just afraid of my children and I getting sick. And my God husband. forbid, you know, like a pandemic hit or something. What would you do? Yeah, but see, it's always <laughs> rooted around throwing up, which is yeah, yeah. Not it's coffee. only throwing up. It's not coffee because you could have a cold. You could come around me and have a cold cough. But, but the second you, you tell me your belly hurts, oh no, I am out. <laughs> I'm not allowed to be sick. You know. I yeah, start, your stomach hurts. You better tell me nope. it no. Nope, I feel great. I'm 100%. I just threw up in the bathroom, and I tried to be as quiet as I possibly could, but I'm 100. Kristoff. I'm just kidding. I don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Are you just saying that to save face for this video? Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. so silly. Please don't hit me. No. Um, and so, yeah, back to the physical abuse from baggage episode. <laughs> <laughs> that was so dumb. Anyway, so then my depression, though. Uh, my depression was postpartum depression. I had never dealt with it before at all until I had Quinn. Um, I maybe a little bit with Jack, just not. I don't know. I just can't remember with Jack at all. I was, um, I had the blues really bad. I was. I think that might have been lack of sleep. Yes, lack of sleep. <laughs> I was afraid to be alone. I felt very, very lonely. Like I didn't like nighttime because thankfully I, was... I had just gotten fired from my job, so I no, was. No, you home. didn't. Yeah, you I did. Had a job. I got fired right, right when Jack got, uh, right when we had Jack. I was fired from my job, and what was job? about to start a new one. Oh yeah, because the day after Jack was born, he was leaving to go take a, a tool test at GE <laughs> yeah. Transportation. Yeah, because I got fired. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so my depression came from postpartum. I had um, the postpartum depression from, or I had like hormonal changes from losing a baby in February and then got pregnant like immediately with Quinn. I never even had a cycle in between. And so then I was dealing with the depression of losing that baby and then the fear of being pregnant and the fear of losing a baby again, because we had done it so many times it felt like. And, um, it drove me into wanting to get an abortion, which I would never do that, but I, um, wanted that. So I knew it was very, very out of character, which is what, yeah, but you wanted that not out of not wanting the baby. You wanted that because I wanted to have control of getting rid yeah, of because we didn't want to lose another yeah, child we, i wanted to be in control of losing the child before it like if we're gonna to lose it at least itself. we lose it on my terms yes not on the fact which that has never bad. been a thought for either of us but i now that i look back on it i remember you telling me that and i was very upset yeah you were i was because you know the only thing i've ever wanted in life is to be a parent yeah i wanted one more child and I, yeah and you did that for me and then to hear that you didn't even want it anymore it's the only thing I focused on, not why. Why the? Yeah, why do you feel? Because that was very out of character, and you would have known that because that's yeah. You, you knew if I you know never. Emily, yeah, no. I would never. I'm very, very open about my opinions on abortion. Um, so that was very out of character. I ended up getting on antidepressants while mm-hmm. I was pregnant, and then after I had Quinn, I had gotten off of them at the very end. But then I should have never done that because then I got very, very depressed. After Quinn. Yeah, because when you get off a of medication like that, you, you're dealing with the um, after effects yeah. of not using the medication. And yeah. then you add on postpartum yes. as well. Yeah, which was very um, 
it was just too much. It was too much for me to handle. So then I got back on antidepressants um, and they helped, but then it was just numbing everything. I had mm-hmm. no feelings of happiness, no feelings of It was like, you're sadness. not sad, but you're not anything. It was like I was just living my life from the outside watching, but I wasn't actually emotionally in there. So I was very disconnected from my husband um, in maybe lots people, of areas. People listening probably know that feeling. Um, if you've taken that medication, I, I have not. So, you know, it's hard for me to... To picture, yeah, but. like it's a way to help you get through life, but you're you're living, but you're not um, really living. If that makes sense, yeah. I know that sounds kind of confusing. It's just like autopilot. Yeah, it's like you it puts you in autopilot, and so then I was not very in tune with my children. Um, Christoph was going was in a job that was very demanding and taking him away from home all the time. All so the time. Just imagine me like trying to navigate being a new mom of two severely depressed and a husband that was very rarely home which was no fault of his and I did never blame him yeah just work but it was a lot and then of course being on that medication and being severely depressed led into a lot of other issues and we will get into that next episode Christoph's very nervous about this episode but it is okay we were going to tackle it together yeah just being more vulnerable very vulnerable Um, but it led to a whole host so that is where my anxiety and depression have came from and I'm glad to have went through it now because I can be more understanding of Christoph and where he had been and had came from with his depression which was a lot more severe than mine um I wish it my depression would have happened sooner so I could have been there for him sooner but um I I do know that that is a plus that came from my depression was being able yeah. to be understanding of Kristoff um because as you're about to hear his depression is a lot worse than mine ever was Nah we don't compare But we, we do compare. compare because yours um was a lot more deep than mine was and yours came from a mine was strictly hormonal Mine may have cultivated from like years of abuse. Yes. From his was like trauma and no fault of his own. I purposely got pregnant. He did not purposely <laughs> no. get abused and all of that. But you know what? I mine mine happened in twenty sixteen. Um it's when it started. Twenty seventeen is when Yeah. Um, yeah. I broke my back in twenty sixteen. I ended up having back surgery, life changing back surgery, December twenty sixteen. Yeah. I had a spinal fusion to due to a military injury. Leading up to this, he most couldn't. of which every peer in the military told me that I was fine, that I was. But yet, his you know, wife was dressing him. His wife was getting him in and out of bed. He couldn't even put his shoes on, like normal things that like took away his man card, kind of. If because... we have any listeners that are in the military, especially combat arms or infantry, you know that if you're hurt, uh, you know. Take the... a knee and drink some water. Yeah, don't don't <laughs> don't bring it up. You know, don't talk about it because you know the words they call you. Um, if you're if you're injured, you go to sick call. So I was dealing with that also. Um, on top of just the physical pain, which was unbearable to the point where it was making me sick to my stomach. Yeah. Until I had what was it five injections. Yes, and those were those were so annoying because could have you ever imagined like going into a doctor and with the thought that okay they're putting me under this is gonna work gonna to fixed. wake up and it doesn't work every single yep. time until the last time and they kept they telling us well we're not doing surgery we don't want to do surgery you're in too a nineteen young. year old yeah. 
Yeah, and then they're like, okay, well, this injection, if this one works, surgery is the only option. And what do you know? Oh, I remember it. It like, worked. I don't remember many things, but I remember this moment. We were at Taco Bueno. Yes, that was so go to, funny. Like, this had become routine. Like, I get yes. an injection, we go to lunch, we go home. Yes. And you're like, hey, your shoe's untied. I bend over, I, t- I start tying my shoes. I was like, bro, that I just hurt. tied my shoe. <laughs> yeah, we were having like a mini celebration in a Taco And then party. instantly <laughs> it hit like, oh crap, I got to get surgery. Yeah. So the celebration was short-lived, but you know what? The surgery, it it is helped. My back feels better than it ever did um, during the injury. Not before, I can't really remember that, but... Um, but it did not help his depression. It didn't, no. So on top of losing my physical abilities and my physical health, I had some deteriorating mental health as well, and I'd never dealt with that before. Oh, and also I had had a miscarriage like um, December 8th. Right in there, too. December 8th, and he had his surgery December 26th, <laughs> right? Yeah, and... Before I had the surgery, they told us there was a possibility that we couldn't have kids after the surgery. Yes, and we had just lost the baby that we were wanting so bad. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that part So of much that I had to decide at such a young age, and I was so scared. Yeah, we were 19. We were babies. Making these decisions when people are literally worried about if they're going to take an 8 a.m. class or not in college. And we're sitting over and here like, yeah, we may never have kids. Yeah, we may never have kids. We just got married a year ago. My physical health is gone, at least for the time being. Two years ago, babe. We got married in 2014. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm thinking 19. We got married at 18. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. Oh, my so gosh. You we're, know. we're wild. Married at 18. We have a, we have a very wild story. <laughs> Maybe we'll do like an interview style yeah. uh, podcast, but... Yeah, through all of that, and then my job in the military, like, because I was in the National Guard as part-time. I know some full-time active duties might start making fun of me in my comments or something. but It's fine. You know what? I worked full-time for the National Guard, so call me active duty. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, and how about the fact that he gets a VA check now? I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, I'll break my back for that. Yeah, Free health care, baby. <laughs> Shout out, TRICARE. So silly. Um. But I I did military funeral honors, so every day I'm seeing the effects that death causes and what families look like after they lose the loved one. Yes. And I'm constantly thinking about it. I'm constantly wondering if that's going to happen to me. And my anxieties now that I deal with are losing you or the children. Yeah. Not particularly anyone else. Just something that I've wanted my entire life is my own family uh, because I didn't have that growing up. And the thought or the fear of losing any of that, it just cripples me almost every day. Yeah. And then because of all that, all of these problems that I'm dealing with, I got into a depression state where I thought the only way out was to take my own life. I had written a note that Emily had found, thankfully, um, and every day I was wondering, is today going to be the day? And thankfully it never came. Thankfully we never had to, you know, see that. Um, oh, man. <laughs> uh, but we made it. And this was also during a time where... Um, 
we were so far from God relationship wise. Um, yeah, because he was like kind of pushing me away in a way because he was preparing to exit and he thought that if I wasn't close yeah. to him, it would be easier to go. And so that caused a lot of marital strain as well. And also in the fact that at that time I did not understand, um, you know, depression, anxiety. That was just nothing that my family ever dealt with before. And this is before mental health became like the cool thing to talk about. Yeah, this was like, you know, yeah, this, was this was wasn't talked about. Taboo. So, yeah, I never had talked. You don't about talk it. about your feelings yeah. in 2016. You don't talk about yeah. any of it. Well, it, you it call talk, the suicide hotline number, hit up logic. He knows it. Just yeah. <laughs> and this goes back to the last episode. You know, he was taught to never talk about his feelings. So to where he was crying out for help multiple times in the things he would say and the things he would do, I wasn't in tune with them. And so I didn't know what he was doing. Um, and so I would just, and wrong on my part, I would keep telling him that he was trying to get attention. And I say that, and I said it earlier, but I'm saying it again because that was so wrong and negative of me because I should have been there for him. But because I had no idea, I was just like, you know, you always hear that when people do attempt suicide, when they're talking about it, they're not actually going to do it. It's when they get quiet that they do. And he got quiet. And in my mind, I thought he was fine. And it was because he was very, very far from mm-hmm. fine when he stopped talking. And that's when it happened. And then when I found out, I mean, it was a while after. I yeah, don't it had been a while. I, I honestly, I wasn't having those feelings every day anymore. And I just um, to it wasn't it. completely gone. Yeah. Um, but he was past that point of where like, yeah, he was ready to go. In yeah. Moment. Yeah. It was more of just like a. He's having bad days and, you know, the next day was going to be better. Not every day was just a constant drowning. But, you know, um, on this podcast, as believers and followers of Jesus Christ, you know, I always look to what the Bible says. And in Ephesians six twelve, it says that there is an enemy fighting against us. Yes. Um, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of the evil in the heavenly places. So Satan is attacking you. Yep. Wholeheartedly none of these it. feelings are from Jesus at all. No. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. He has plans to prosper us. Yeah. So these feelings that you're not worthy, you're not enough, that life is not worth living, these are not that, from the, the Lord. That your family and your friends would be better off without you is not yeah. from the Lord. Those are not positive things and those are not good things and rather you believe in jesus or you don't believe in jesus none of those feelings are real and none of those they're they might be you might be feeling them they're validated but they're not legitimate those no, are not those true are, those are lies spoken over those your are life. lies those are not real you would not be better off gone your family would not be better off without you your family wants you here and i can say that from this side of it because you know i've never tried to commit suicide but as his wife even when times are hard, even when days are bad and the bank account is low and, you know, we're wondering how we're going to make the, you know, the next grocery trip, I would rather do every single one of those things with Kristoff here with me and the babies than I would by myself, mm-hmm. 100%. And on this side of it, it's easy for me to say that, but I know that when you're feeling those things, and it's hard and you're struggling, you don't feel like that. You don't feel like 
life is better with you here because you just want to escape the pain that you're feeling and you know that if you were just gone you wouldn't feel those things anymore but then you have to remember that you're leaving other people with those feelings yeah and whenever I was feeling those things I questioned whether or not God loved me or if I was a child of God because he's my creator yeah and I want to essentially you know get rid of his creation yeah. By taking care of myself. Um, just so if you're feeling down, don't question your salvation or your relationship with God. That's what the enemy wants you to do. That's the whole point of these attacks yeah. on your life. Because, you know, Christoph and I um, yesterday had a really bad day. Um, we just argued all day. It literally took until 7 p.m. to <laughs> resolve what we were dealing with. And this morning we have had a lot of issues. We intended on this to be a video and a sound podcast, but it's just not worked out that way as of now. And that's okay. But we know that Satan does not want us to put out these videos and these recordings because he knows that we're speaking the truth and we're speaking, you know, positive and Jesus out there. And so just like he's trying to stop this podcast from getting out there, he's trying to stop you from living a life for Jesus. And, and whatever God has planned for your yes, life. Yes, and everything that you are going to, from this point forward, whether you're going to have kids in the future, you're going to get a dream job or buy a new car, buy a house, all of those things, he's trying to stop all of those things. And so he's putting bad feelings into your mind. He's causing stressors in your life that, you know, are going to drive you away. Because during this time when he was doing this, we were so far from Jesus. Mm -hmm. We love Jesus. We knew Jesus. We might have said our occasional prayer. Yeah, we were and, so far from and Jesus. Spiritual disciplines are called that for a reason. They're disciplines that even when your heart is not in it, you find a way to, to get it done. It's like, yeah. I don't want to go to the gym. Yeah. But I also don't want to be fat, you yeah. know? <laughs> uh, so I get up and I go to the gym. Yeah. Um, I don't want to feel far from God, but you know what? Today I don't feel like praying. Today I don't feel like getting into the Word. And I don't know about you, but when I don't pray, when I don't get myself into his word in at all, even if it's simply reading the Bible app, my days go haywire. Oh, the enemy is so, so good at what so he does. E yeah, it's so easy for him to just like come in and be like, yeah, see, you're feeling good today. You don't need Jesus. Oh, you he'll tell me, you know, I don't read my Bible. He'd be like, man, it's been two days. Guess you don't love him. And, and I'd be like... Now I'm going to go read two chapters. Well, you know, and then I will, and then I overdo it. I'm like, I'm reading the whole book of Luke today. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, that they are called spiritual disciplines because we have to discipline ourselves and die to whatever we feel like doing in order to to have that relationship with God. So to, that when days like anxiety and depression and things like that create bad days, yeah. we have something to fall back on. because. Yeah. Because you're not, not always going to be happy. Yeah, you're not. And you may not always, you, you might not get to the point like Christoph of, you know, attempting suicide. You might not, you know, be like me. And I thought if I just run this car off the road, I could die like right now and just never feel like any of these feelings again. You may not be that serious, but you're going to have bad days. You're going to have depressive, you know, days where it's like, I can't get out of bed today. I don't feel myself, but you have to have something to fall back on. If you're not, you're going to get sunk into Yeah, there's a difference between happiness and joy. Yeah. And you know what? 
I am not always happy. Most of the time, I'm probably angry. You are, you but know? we won't get into that. <laughs> not today, that is. Uh, well, but not I, right now. He was before when this podcast uh, oh, recording man, was. You get me messing stressed. with some computers? Oh, boy. <laughs> That's crazy. I hate technology, bro. But I have everlasting joy in my father, Jesus. Yeah. You know, and that's where I find peace is in my joy with with the Lord. I may not always be happy, but I have everlasting joy. You know, it's crazy to hear you say that because you grew up in a home where you were severely abused in every way. And um, to go from being a child who had no concept of Jesus and no concept of a good life and a happy life, and now you can be like, Jesus is on my side and it's easy for someone like you to be like Jesus is not on my side I grew up with a mom that beat me I was on drugs you know I didn't oh have, I could play the woe I is didn't me have card a dad you know my dad left me when I was not even born I mean all these things right but yet you're still knowing that having a relationship with him and, and experiencing a relationship with Jesus yeah because those bad things don't happen because Jesus is not prevalent in my life yes those bad things happen because because we have free will and my parents decided to do that yeah my my parents decided to to use drugs my parents decided to have a baby out of wedlock yeah because having a relationship with jesus doesn't mean you don't have anxieties you don't have fears you don't have depression life is not perfect no matter what yeah that's why i shared that scripture there is an enemy fighting against you at all times and you have to have something to fall back on in the hard days you have to have something that keeps you standing when you would rather be dead, when yeah. you would rather run that car off the road because <laughs> you don't want to feel these sad, dark feelings anymore. You have to have something that... But that brings me to another scripture, Romans eight twenty eight. It says that we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose... So no matter what you're going through, it may seem like the most evil and dark time of your life, but God can use everything if you allow him to. Yeah, and we, even to this day, I don't know why I went through, actually, I do know why I went through what I went through, I think. I don't know why Kristoff went through depression. I don't know why we went through any of that stuff. I don't know how he's going to use that for the good, but it could be really this episode right now and just talking about these things and showing that it's normal to experience anxiety and depressions, using it as like an example that, you know, maybe Instagram and Facebook doesn't look like it, but that people do struggle and Mm -hmm. what you're feeling is normal. And just because that girl from high school has a perfect house and family and all of that stuff doesn't mean that you struggling with something is unusual or not normal. Yeah. Because those feelings are not from God. No, they're not. And I know why I went through what I went through. Um, We will dive deeper into this next episode. Um, But, you know, what transpired from me being depressed and everything uh, fixed the intimacy issue in our marriage. And if, if I hadn't went through all of that, we would have still been lacking in that area and we would have. We wouldn't be making this podcast. No, we wouldn't. We would be divorced. And there would be other people that would be divorced too if we're not sitting here talking about it. Yeah, because we've had people reach out to us already. Already. We're going through that. We've been through that. Everything that you talk about, we've been through. Yes. And so we have been together since we were 13. People always tell me, 
I wish I could be like you're you. You're so lucky. You're so lucky. <laughs> they do not know the what we have it. went through. You, they we are still us. here. We, you, they wouldn't. We are still here because we fight like crazy to be here. And we choose every single day, even when I think, man, I do not want to be here. It's too hard. Yeah. But nothing worth having is easy. No. And I have a loving and just. And that just verse great you just, marriage with you. That verse you just shared about how he works all things together for his good. Uh-huh. That is what he is doing. Yeah. Even in the darkest times, even a year ago when we were ready to file for divorce, he worked every single bit of that for his good because. And I think it's so good that you say that. Look at us today. That is so real, you know. And I'm not the sharer in this relationship. I do not tell anybody. Oh, but yes, I do. look look at us today, and people may not want to admit it that they've ever been on the verge of divorce because it's we've been together since we were 13 we were that perfect middle school oh uh, yeah sweetheart relationship people people around here they they think relationship they think emily and christoph yes we've been told that we're not just saying that to brag i promise you but it's not easy it's not it's not it sucks dude he works it all together for his good through depression anxiety all the above and I, I want to, in this last couple of minutes, I just want to encourage whoever's dealing with anxieties and depression to please reach out to somebody, whether it be your spouse. I prefer, if you're married, preferably your spouse because you, you guys should deal with everything together, hand in hand. Or a trusted professional, for sure. A trusted professional. If you need to go to couples counseling to, to feel comfortable that. telling the therapist and allowing them to mediate. Yeah, I would suggest that if yeah. it's a friend, if you're single and you're dating and because this podcast can be for you as well. Yeah, because this not only is going to help marriages, but help people who are looking to get into marriage. Yeah, a friend talk to someone that you're dealing with these issues because the world is not a better place without you. No, it isn't. And you are meant to be here. And you know what? Christoph at the time maybe didn't understand what he was going through. At the time, I didn't quite understand, but we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for Jesus. Our relationship is here because of Jesus. Mm-hmm. He was working in the background every step of the way, even when time was hard, even when we were straying as far as possible. He was working in the background to keep us afloat, and he has a hand in every single issue that we go through. Yep. Well... I think we're good. Yeah. This well, is a deep episode. I know it's hard to hear, but it's okay to talk about these things. And um, we're here to be those ones that talk about it. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us on this journey. It's been hard for us to get here, but we just want to thank you guys again and stay tuned for the next episode. Bye, guys. <laughs>